Hey, welcome to episode 31 of Chronicles of Starlight. Holy shit. Um, got a lot of news. Sorry this one's, like, really, really late. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Pokemon, and, um, things have sort of, like, been shooken up. Because when we were playing about halfway through or so in this little arc, we were like, hey, so, um, we could probably end the whole series in this arc arc. And so we, we kind of decided to do that. Uh, what this is gonna mean is that uh, Chronicles of Starlight is gonna end a lot sooner than I thought it was. A lot sooner. I thought this was gonna be like the halfway point. I might mention uh, in the episode that's the halfway point. Uh, don't listen to me. That was past me. Foolish me. What's ba what basically is happening is um there's like a rising tension that's going on that I'm sure you're gonna like you know uh, notice as you listen because this is the beginning of the this little arc like I had planned for this little uh, rise in tension and then there was gonna be a fall in tension and then there was gonna be the last four little story arc things and then like the final finale thing but. We're basically just cutting out the last four miniature story arc for the characters of the crew. That's all we're cutting out. <laughs> and uh, quite frankly, you know, that's fine. Um, uh, when this is all done, I could probably, like, explain, like, what those were, were going to be. The characters and the story could probably just explain their backstory a little bit. But um, literally, that's all that's being cut out. Uh... So I gotta, like, figure out the finale and, like, you know, hammer that down. Because I thought I had time. But now I don't. Um, that's basically why th this has been <laughs> a little late. Uh, so that also means, like, no chance of ever getting sponsored. Because it's gonna take a while for me to, like, you know, get the, uh, get the audience that I would have needed to get sponsored. So, um, rip. This also means that the Chronicles of Starlight probably won't get any popular at all by the time it finishes, which is, like, really depressing. So if you're hearing this in the future, uh, don't, don't feel bad for me. <laughs> I, I chose to spend my time on this. <laughs> and I've enjoyed it. Um, but expect a big tone of, uh, shift tone. Tone of shift, tone shift. A shift in tone um, come in the next coming episodes as things start to ramp really up. And when the next episode's gonna drop, I have no idea. <laughs> what might end up happening is I make the last couple of episodes all at once and then just release them all during a week. That might end up being what happens. Anyways, thanks for listening! See you next time! Uh, enjoy this uh, cute little miniature arc, and then after this miniature arc, it's not even a miniature arc. It's it's a it's a fully fledged little arc. There's gonna be the finale arc. So, uh, you got like ten more episodes. I don't know. Probably. Bye. Previously on Chronicles of Starlight, event of like universal like uh, of universal importance. It's. The collision of... It's the collision of two neutron stars. And 
It's going to be a huge event. The entire universe that knows of it is going to it. There's going to be um, a big party, big festival, pretty much. And there's going to be a lot of, like, like carnival games and shopping and things to do there. And then there's going to conclude with the big event of seeing these two stars collide with each other. Exploding. I want to go. So, um, it's been a month. Do you guys remember what happened? We went to the fucking Sphinx, and we had a choice between fight the Mandro Sphinx in a battle of muscles, or fight the Gyno Sphinx in a battle of wits slash philosophy. And we were like, well, we don't want to get our shit wrecked again because we've been having our shit wrecked multiple times throughout the whole maze. So we went with the Gyno Sphinx. And we were presented with a vat of magic shit. Like yeah, magic goop slime. And Nick Nickelodeon gag. And Nickelodeon <laughs> um, gag. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and Luthmos took a dive into the Nickelodeon gag and had four flashbacks, literally. Yeah. Um, and how do I describe this part? Um, but yeah, he had to like, I get what was it? He had to like figure out what he wanted while also being in there. And also that, that bitch ass that killed me before showed up again. Yeah. And we were able to trounce him by wishing that the MacGuffin took the form of what we needed, which was no form at all because it just broken. In Luthmus's hands, and he was like, "No." Okay. Okay. Um, and then Luthmus was able to escape from the Nickelodeon gag, and we were able to go home with the jetpack and uh, shit. What was the other item that we took? Kitar. I think it's on my character. This, yeah, the key. Yeah, Kitar is Kitar, and Rad got his famous jacket and glasses from his papa, Jimmy Bullfrog. <laughs> Jimmy, I mean, Bufo. Jimmy Bufo. Jimmy Bufo. That's right. Because he's named after Bufo Bufo the Bullfrog. That's yes. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Um, And yeah. And everyone was like very worried when we showed back up because we almost fucking died multiple times. Yep. And now we're on our way to a star festival. Yes. That's a thorough enough recap. Yes. that's a That was a very good recap. Um, th- that's where you guys are headed to now. Uh, we're probably going to just like flash forward to that moment where you guys are just about to get to that festival. Uh, is this that is enough time for a long rest. Just, just checking. Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm not going to let you guys just wander in there. Broken bones. All, uh, everything hurts. I can't party. That'd be, that'd be douchey. Uh. <laughs> I mean, uh, Chris would do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris. So, 
this little arc of the game is going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot of things for you guys to do. Um, I don't know if you're going to be able to get through everything. I really kind of want you guys to. It's not so much that there's a lot of things planned. There's just a lot of things for you guys to interact with. And you can kind of think of it like um, one of those visual novels where you have to like pursue different paths for like getting different characters and stuff. Um, there is kind of like time where certain characters are going to be in certain places and stuff. So you, uh, so, so when you're talking to one character, you're making the conscious decision to not talk to another di different character, but I also want you guys to, uh, have all the time that you want to just, like, explore, because I've set up a whole bunch here. Um, but that doesn't mean you're gonna be able to do everything, you're, um, and again, it's not so much, like, things to do, it's, that there's just a lot of people. So, I've written a whole big intro for this because this is kind of like uh, the halfway point of the series. This whole festival part. And nice. Yeah. The portal clouds part, revealing the festival scene. Rows and rows of spaceships with all different cultures and designs, all perfectly parked in a sphere with catwalks running to each of them. Barely visible and surrounding everything is this thin black film. It's slightly iridescent and crinkly. Uh, the main event, the two stars that are preparing for a collision, are circling around each other, far enough away in space that are resemble sort of two suns, whose lights sort of just blob together into one long peanut shape. But um, don't look at it too long. It'll definitely burn your retinas. The festival itself seems to be just this big conglomeration of tents and weird structures of technology and metal and plastic. It's kind of like a futuristic carnival in sort of a way. Uh, there's aliens of all shapes and sizes walking in and out of their spaceships and carrying objects and crates, and some of them are conversing with other aliens among the catwalks, but uh, most of them are heading into the festival area. And the festival is just bustling, full of decorations and shops, and aliens are shopping all around, they're chatting, and some of them you recognize from your trip to space Amazon, but some of them are, like, just completely new to you. Uh, some have suits on, covering their entire bodies, um, so you can't really see their faces. But some of them are, like, completely robotic, and some have multiple limbs, and some of them have tentacles and antennas and different shapes and all around, and some are flying around with technology, and some, they're just flying with no visible means of flight, and... Uh, some are just pleasantly chatting, and some are arguing, and some are crying, well... I mean, at least that's what it seems to be. You can only assume since the way that that each of them emote is very different. Um, and there's several of those limb creatures, those creatures you remember who run Space Amazon, those weird turtle-like creatures with a one long neck thing with like their tiny little head and face and tiny little arms coming out of it. And they had like a weird jellyfish covering over their head. 
um they seem to be the ones coordinating everyone around and directing people and well okay okay uh i don't want to be keep saying aliens because i don't want to make it like a thing where they don't seem i'm gonna be calling them people like i'm just gonna have a slip of tongue every now and then and be like i'll say like everybody or all these people and it's just i'm just know that i'm referring to aliens okay there's there's not you're not gonna meet up with any humans here um and so like the limbs are uh at this place it looks like there's like just like everything you could possibly imagine but not quite everything they seem to have um a wide variety of buildings here if you can call these things buildings there's like a food court there's like a games parlor area there's shops of all shapes and sizes of just of everything you could possibly imagine to buy um there's a hospital there's like even little museums for intergalactic culture and the sciences and there's monuments to the lost and there's technology as far as you can see but here it is the last shreds of life in the universe, celebrating this unifying moment with complete strangers, here, on this shimmering satellite, an oasis in a plantless universe, bustling with all the life it has left. And the ship pulls up to a small little space, parking space, <laughs> if you could call it that. There's no real guidelines for any of this. And a catwalk extends out towards the ship, and um, you guys are in a sort of um, antechamber sort of place where it's like, you know, like a double door airlock system. And the catwalk extends and covers the entrance, and that door opens, and one of those weird little limb alien creatures comes on in. He's like, Hello, everybody! Welcome! To the Intergalactic Exploding Sun Festival. I'm so glad you guys made it. Uh, thanks. I kind of lean in to, I guess, I drew, and I'm like, were these people expecting us? Uh, no. I, well, I mean, kinda? I don't know. Fuck, man. They're just really friendly. They're also really weird. I wouldn't, like, you know, get too friendly with them. Uh-huh. I'm so glad you guys are able to come. Yeah, thank you. We we are looking forward to enjoying the festival. Well, we've set up the festival in such a way that the atmosphere should be relatively neutral to everyone. However, we do want to make sure that everyone is uh capable of surviving in such an environment, so we do need biological samples from everyone in order to make our special film to encompass your body to protect you from things. <laughs> you st wait, you need what exactly? Biological samples. It's really simple. You just take a cotton swab and stick it in your mouth or your nose or your ear or whatever sort of sensory olfactory or otherwise organ and just give me some samples. That's really weird. That's kind of gross. Why do, you, why do you need that? In order to create a biological film that will protect your body from any sort of harmful air or possibly radiation, 
We're trying to make this a very neutral environment for everyone to live in, but we need to have biological samples to know that what we're creating is not going to kill you. <laughs> That's fair, I guess. So do you have any of those cotton swabs for us? Yeah, I drew, like, takes the cotton swabs from the guys and just, like, just put it in your mouth and just give it back to him. Lufmos takes one and takes one for Chewie as well. It takes a while to get Chewie to, like, cooperate. Oh, absolutely. Chewie's just, like, batting the cotton swab away. He thinks it's much more like a toy at one point, but now he's like, no, you want me to do something? Oh, you want me to do something? <laughs> oh my uh, god. How will they not, like, get cross, like, are you sure they won't be, like, cross-contaminated? Everyone gets one. I know, but how, like, what if they get mixed up? Oh, don't worry. We limbs are very... Uh, well-aged and wise, and we understand how to handle such a scientific and complicated process. Yeah. Press X okay. to Okay. Abby swabs her mouth and hands it back, and it's, like, extra spitty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone hands in their cotton swabs, and the limb immediately puts them all into his mouth. <laughs> oh, Gross! I think said this was some sort of science thing. It is! Mm. You just ate them! And then he takes out a little bubble wand and he puts it in his mouth and then he blows. He makes a big bubble the size of your head and he says, Can you please lean down? I hate this. <laughs> I also hate this. <laughs> <laughs> Lufmos hates it too, but he's like, Alright, just gonna lean down. Oh, I need to make this extra big for your horns. He, he, he like, spits a little bit in his hand and, like, puts it on the bubble and the bubble kind of grows a little bit. Delicious. Don't worry. Our bodily fluids are completely, uh, biologically neutral to all living things. I don't know what that means, but I really hope you're right. I'm never wrong. And so everyone gets a bubble helmet. Of spit. Of spit, of spit, of spit. It's absolutely spit. But it doesn't smell bad. In fact, it actually kind of smells like pretty okay in here. Um, But it's still spit. It's still spit. Just don't think about it. (laughs) No. I told you these guys were weird. Just, it'll keep you from dying. That's the good part. I guess. Well, the Intergalactic Exploding Sun Festival is down this way. You can follow me. He's handing out little um, brochures for you guys, kind of like free swag and stuff. Uh, Little tiny, like, pencils and, like, nylon-esque bags. Perhaps it's not the same uh, chemical structure as nylon, but it's got that same sort of feel. It's like you're going to a convention and they're just like giving you those plastic bags full of stuff. That kind of feeling. There's a little map in there of the whole place um, so you can find your way around. Um, 
it's basically what I described before, like food courts and booths, uh, shops and games. And um, I I marked down an area that's just a thing called flesh zone, where if we're talking realistically, if this was like the last place in the universe and people were celebrating life after like an apocalypse, there would be like an area for people to people to just like enjoy the pleasures of the flesh as one would call it that's where that is okay that's a terrible name and at least it's not uh literal yeah it's not literal love the flesh (laughs) the flesh zone um i don't like that name Um, there's also, um, like, mechs. Like, there's actually, like, mechs there that are for sale. And, like, spaceships that are for sale. And there's huge technological things that are for sale. And there's, like, an area for expansion and under construction sort of area. There's, um, the, the cultural center where, um, the limbs are actually gathering up, um, copies of books and like pieces of culture from the plants that have been lost and uh there's also like a counseling center where everyone's just kind of crying and like uh that's apparently just a place where well you're gonna get like counseling and like try to like emotionally get through this like a hard time just like there's just some certified therapist there for everybody, free healthcare, and um, there's also like um an astronomy center with like a gigantic telescope. Do they sell Heelys anywhere? Oh, there's absolutely gonna be Heelys for sale. Like, I mean, it's the fucking shop of the universe. There's gonna be Heelys for sale. But <laughs> yeah, Lufmos needs an upgrade. Luthor needs that upgrade. Where was that picture that I placed in here? Yeah, that's the one. I feel yes. like that's what that's what's for sale there. Just some holographic LED lights in shoes. Yep. With heels. Yeah. It, it it's got like that gold trim with like uh like like some fake wing looking things, but they don't look like feathery wings or like dragon wings on the side and LEDs that are rainbow and yeah it's it's some good shit well, like, you know, yeah. it's like you should get the one that plays music ah <laughs> oh, fuck <laughs> there's some that have like rockets on them and like some of them that are mechanical where like you can just run normally and then press a button if you click your heels together and the wheels pop out <laughs> good lord Lufus is gonna have a good time. Okay. Um, but you guys are at the, uh, just, like, in the festival now. You're just, like, in there. Uh, you've walked up. Uh, you're in, like, the shopping district right now. Um, and there's just everything for sale. Uh, Idru has given you guys about 20 credits each um, to shop for things. I'm not really going to pay attention much to like prices and stuff. Uh, food, I'm, I'm just going to count that as negligible unless like you're buying something crazy good tasting and looking um, for mechanics. I don't need food. 
What? Oh, right, you have the ring of sustenance now. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess it How would be... How long has it been? It has oh, been... Thank God. It has been a week. Thank God. It has been a week since Earth got eaten. Wait, no, 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 not since it got eaten. It has been, like, four days since it got eaten. Five, maybe. Okay, so it's still not attuned to me, then. Yeah. <laughs> shit. Wait, we've been all this through this shit through, like, five fucking days. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have, yeah. like, no rest. Well, We're gonna be needing some counseling after this. Yes. Yeah, let's go through the counseling center. <laughs> um, That's where we're going to spend the entire festival. <laughs> okay. We just, like, all have, like, bags under our eyes. I mean, you guys are physically rested, but I doubt you guys are mentally rested. Because we're every physically time- here, but mentally we're not. Like, basically every time you've uh, gone to sleep, um... Or, like, it's been time to sleep, you've been in somebody else's dream. Oh my god. Yeah. The only time you guys have been actually able to sleep is when you guys were in the plane of pink, but Abby wasn't there, and Foxfire took his four-hour trance sleep. So the only one who's ever gotten literally any full eight hours of sleep is Luthmos. Yay! (laughs) Yeah. Jesus. It's like that fun fucking uh, Steven Universe clip where it's like, you guys look tired. We look awesome. (laughs) Never been better. We don't need sleep. The flash zone. Stop calling it that. It is what it is. Fuck city. Stop calling it that. Also in the flesh zone is um mind altered mo- mind alterate mind alterating what am i saying mon- mon- alternating i can't say the words today mind, mind altering. altering substances the drugs drugus drugs 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 no thank you drugs no 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 really we're good Drogus. Let him in here. Alright. Where do you guys thinking of going? Uh, I feel like we should split up. Yeah, you can, you guys can absolutely this split up at this the, moment. There's this nothing... may be the only good place to ever... Yes, yes. This might actually be the perfect time for you guys to split up. Alright, well... um, Let me think. Lufos is going to games because he remembers when Squall's dream they were at the festival and he enjoyed the games. Okay, cool. Uh, the games... Maybe he, can, maybe he can win the plush he desires. Yeah. Oh, uh, I was gonna mention um, the money that I'm giving you guys, um, it's pretty much... If something has, like, a mechanical effect onto the gameplay it's gonna actually cost money like if it's something that you just kind of want your character to have and be like looks cool but it doesn't give like any like bonuses to like charisma kind of looks cool it's just like in your head you're like wow that would be something neat for my character to have it's not gonna cost any money like realistically like if it was an actual thing it would cost money but i'm not gonna fucking bother with math today because my brain is just 
um, made of marshmallows. So yeah. <laughs> but um, if something's like I get a bonus to initiative or I get some bonus damage, that's going to cost something. Okay. So if it's just for aesthetic, then it's free. Gotcha. Yeah. Or technically. Technically free. All things considered free. Lufus is going to get so much shit for Chewy. Hell yeah. So at the games little area, there seems to be a lot of like virtual reality style games. They're not working with a lot of space here. Um, so um, a lot of them are like, put on these glasses and try to shoot these hoops and win, win the big prize kind of thing. And like, shoot, shoot the evil aliens and stuff. That sounds like fun. Lufus is going to do that. Uh, which one? The shooting the aliens? Yes. Alright. So, the... What, what do you even call one of those dudes? Fairway... Fairway Game Man? Game... Game Boy. The Game Boy. The boy game. <laughs> he, uh, no, game Boy and Boy Game are different. Boy Game. You got... No. Do you have some Boy Game? Yeah, Boy Game? Stop. <laughs> I belonged in the Flesh Zone. <laughs> oh god please no one go to the flesh zone I don't want to describe the flesh zone <laughs> I don't think any of us want to <laughs> I'm surprised your character doesn't Akka nah he's always gotten that weed that dank nah, nah. I got some yeah you got some um, but yes uh, the the curator of this particular virtual reality game is like he's uh let's see what kind of alien is he he's in a weird spacesuit sort of looking thing you can see inside it looks like he's just like a molten magma creature in there Madman. a magma man and he's handing you these virtual reality goggles and he's just wiping them down with like a wipey. <laughs> and um then he like sprays it with some of that weird film from the limb stuff and is like Alright, kid, what you gotta do is you gotta put these glasses on and shoot all the angry looking creatures. Alright. I can do that. And he hands you the glasses, and uh, I, I'm assuming you put them on. <laughs> yes. Lufos knows what what glasses are supposed to do. Yeah. Um. And inside, you can see that your hands are like some sort of like graphical approximation of where they are, and like they're like futuristic space gloves. And in one of your hands, uh, well. No, in um on the floor there is a space gun and there is a countdown of in like some numbers that you don't recognize because this is space and aliens have weird numbers, I guess. Who knows? There's no aliens to tell me what the rules are, so fuck them. But yeah, um the countdown reaches some number and suddenly there are many angry aliens coming towards you. Um, I quickly pick up the gun and I start aiming for the aliens and shooting at them. 
All right, roll me to some to hits. Uh, not using your weapon proficiency, but using um. I don't even think that would be unarmed, not unarmed, um, improvised. I don't think that would be improvised either. This is like an actual like laser gun. So, um, yeah. So I just, I just roll. Yeah, you just roll for that one. Yeah. Okay. So the first roll was a tree. Okay, you miss. <laughs> you you yeah. miss the angry looking aliens. There's some like happy looking aliens. They. They're all sort of just, like, approximate blobs with, like, basic facial features of, like, dots and, like, wrinkles that you assume to be some sort of eyebrows making expressions. Uh, but you miss on your first round. Uh. And then, like, there's a flashing screen in front of you, like, on the- Uh, like, in red. Boy, what does that mean? You don't know, no, you don't suck. speak alien. <laughs> okay, so I try again. Uh, seems that there's no bullets coming out. Or laser beam bullets. Oh. I guess I died. Uh, you, you hear the uh, game owner kind of nudge you and be like, Hey kid, you gotta reload. Oh, oh, oh. Like, reload, right. You know Just how to like, reload, right? Um... This might sound funny, but where I come from, we don't have these things. No kidding. Really Holy shit. Alright, I guess you don't know uh, uh, in the Integral Coalition of Universal Protection then. Uh, that's a little weird, but okay. Uh, what you gotta do is uh, for the... Well, I mean, a real laser pistol, and while he's talking, there's just, like, aliens, like, going all around you in the virtual space. <laughs> what you gotta <laughs> do is, uh, if this was a real laser pistol, you gotta get the new batter pack and plop it into the back of it. But, uh, since, uh, this is a virtual reality game and things are all simplified and stuff, what you gotta do is shoot to the side, and then you can shoot in the middle again. Okay. Lufos does that. Okay. And then tries again. Yeah, try again. 17 to hit. Uh, yeah, you're able to get some of those angrier looking aliens. And, um, the, the, the numbers on the screen do not seem to be changing. Like, your, your score at the, like, the top right-hand corner of the screen, it doesn't seem to be changing. Okay, um... I just keep going. <laughs> you keep going. Uh, roll me another to hit. And sorry, 19. Oh, yeah, you are hitting, like, uh, that good, with that good of a roll, uh, what sort of aliens are you hitting? Because there's, there's, like, this is, like, level three right now. There's a whole bunch of different types of aliens of all colors and shapes, sizes, and facial expressions. Um... I'm going for the aliens that I assume to be the bad guys, like maybe the ones with like more darker, more darker colors and angrier expressions. Okay, and you're hitting those, and you're hitting them right on, and your your score in the top right hand corner is not changing, and it says. And you assume it says, like, game over or whatever, because then all the aliens stop moving and, like, everything seems to be powering down. Okay. Well, that was an experience. 
Oh, okay. So, see, the problem was here is that you you got some sort of weird cultural difference that you think that the ones that got all the wrinkly face stuff means that they're angrier. And shit, we, I, sorry, man. I should have made been more clarification on this sort of stuff. So it turns out that these over here that are smiling and they got all their fangs pointed at you are the more aggressive ones. And uh, I guess that's not really like a thing that you recognize since that's not like a thing that you, you're more familiar with. Sorry. Uh, he, he, here's a... A tiny little alien man for you, and you get like one of those like Chuck E. Cheese ass looking glow in the dark <laughs> alien man. <laughs> well, thank Does you. it have a parachute? No, parachutes are for people who get a score. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was fun anyway trying this out. It is all very new to me, so thanks. Uh, you're welcome. Enjoy the festival. Thanks, you too. Alright, who, who, uh, what else is everyone doing? Rotisserie chickens. No. <laughs> no. No, I'm going shopping. Okay, you are going shopping. Is there anything in particular that you are looking for? Yes. Yes. I need small crystal beads. Small crystal beads. Okay. Yes. So I go on to find those. Okay. Um, there are several different kinds of shops out there that, uh, could probably, um, have those sort of things. You can probably ask somebody if you would like to direct you to a place. Yes? Yes. Okay. Uh, one of the limbs helps you out. So, you're looking for tiny glass beads? Yes. Okay. One of those sort of things, um, those are going to be either in a rock place or a magic shop or, uh, let's we'll go see, to the magic shop. A, a glass store or a crystal store crystal or a sto mineral store. Okay. Okay. Thank you. And they're over here and they're over here. Are they just like not very helpful? Uh, they are helpful, but like, um, they are they are very strange. Okay. Uh let's go to the crystal store first. All right. So the crystal store um there's like there seems to be just like an an actual living crystal that's selling these things. It's like a big old fucking gigantic piece of quartz that's it's just a like stalactite. Just like telepathically moving the rocks around. Hi, welcome to the store. What can I get you? I need small crystal beads. Okay. Uh, what is the purpose of your purchase? For spells. Okay. So we have some uh, dust that's perfect for consumption for my species. If you would like to taste it, I have a little bit of a sample size over here. I would love a sample. Thank you. Okay. And she gets you like a tiny, tiny like pinch of sand pretty much so if i like so if i examine it and compare it to my bag of sand is it like the same thing no this sand is um basically just ground up quartz crystals which like sand is mostly just like it can it, sand can be a lot of things but 
this is um this is pure silicon dioxide dust. Can oh. I taste it? You can taste it. Yes. It doesn't taste I... like really anything. In fact, if you were to breathe it in a little bit, it might actually cause some lung damage. Not that we're going to know that. Not that you're going to know that. I give it a sippy or a uh, tasty. A licky. <laughs> licky licky. I like this. It it really doesn't taste like anything. In Delicious. Fact, it coats your tongue and makes it kind of grainy and yeah. You yeah. unlock the you just ate sand achievement. <laughs> Hell yeah. So how's it taste? Probably the best in the entire galaxies. Am I right? The you fine, betcha. The finest of purities. You'll find this side of Andromeda. Delicious. Can I interest you in a uh, full two Quinzon bag of quartz dust? I think I'm good. I think this sample is enough. Oh, but okay. I'm, I'm, I'm really just looking for some crystal beads. All right. We have some more raw uh, quartz crystals over here. Less refined than the powders. And she brings you over to, like, some larger chunks of quartz crystals and other sorts of crystals of, like, calcite and um, fluorite. Do they have, like, any, like, tiny little spheres? No. Most of them don't seem to be tumbled through anything. A lot of them seem very raw. None of them were polished. None of them were like a bead that you'd find at a jewelry store. They're all um, unrefined, pretty much straight from the earth. Mm. Mm. Do you sense? She... Do you sense that the purity in this piece of fluoride is quite a, uh, remarkable? The flavor yes. must be have... intense. But are, are these just for you to eat? Well. For other cultures and creatures, they are capable of using them for whatever purposes they choose. But for my species, we consume them. But I am not a fluorite creature. I am a creature of quartz. So I cannot consume this piece of fluorite, despite how delectable it looks. Uh, does she... I'm gonna look for any iron stones. Iron Maybe stones? if she has any. Iron stones, uh, those are pretty obvious uh, that there's some sort of um, polished stone to them. Okay. Nothing here. Yeah, n nothing here. But if you wanted like some weird, rare uh, crystals and stuff, this would definitely be the place to look for them. Do you want me to like dig into my geology knowledge and pull some shit out of my ass? I think uh, I'm good. Alexandrite. That, that is indeed a rock. It's a rare rock. It is indeed a rare rock. Feldspar. Want some pyrite? You want some? I, I want feldspar. Not rare. I know. She. Maybe it's she... rare for the rest of the universe. I don't know. They they do have feldspar there. Okay, I really don't need anything here then. You want you want some mica? You want some? Let's see what other crazy ass. No, she can't really help me. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to remember rocks. Does anyone remember rocks? I have Steven's universe helps me remember rock. I have rocks that I stole from Disneyland. Those are God's rocks. You know, like those rock jars or like those like. Oh, you mean those colored agates? 
Yeah, like the rocks that like they've tumbled and like, all right, you can fill a bag up with rocks and then you pay for the bag. Yeah, th- those are yeah. mostly quartz crystals that have been colored or other you know various uh, trash you know what, rocks. Vivian? What? You know what? They're pretty. They are pretty. And I stole I some. you meant you stole like a rock from outside. Yeah, I thought no. you meant like one of those paving stone rocks and you're just like, Mickey Mouse ain't gonna miss this and you just take it home. No, I stole some from the shop. Oh, okay. <laughs> like a respectable visitor. Yes. Hashtag lifting. <laughs> okay. You know what? What? So we'll just go to the magic shop because I they'll probably have more of what I need. And plus I need to get something appraised. Okay. Yeah, that's another thing. Um, You guys could definitely sell any objects that you have on you and, like, trade them in and stuff for, like, other cool mechanically different items and stuff. Um, But uh, you go to the magic store. And in front of the magic store is actually a species that you kind of recognize. They seem to be some sort of elf. Um... They are in Before some, I... yeah, 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 yeah. They are in some fancy ass robes, and one of them has a little bit, um, like, like w- one of them has like golden hair and just like this tan skin that just gleams with like something, some sort of essence to them. Uh, the other one is um something a little bit. A, it's got a little bit shade darker, uh, brown hair, um, ears that are a little bit, uh, longer than the average elf that you've ever seen. Um, both of them are in just f- the finest of robes you've seen. Uh, but they do seem pretty gaudy. It seems like they're really just, like, showing off in front of all the other aliens around and people. Okay, before I interact with them... I'm gonna get something from my enchanted potion bag because I've just remembered I have that and I can use it. All right. I, uh, that's a. That's a D one hundred. I roll a D one hundred. That's a D one hundred. Yeah. Eighty seven. Okay. Let me let me pull up the list. Hold on. I just pulled this out of nowhere. You really did. Wait. What? What is this? Remember that I potion have... that uh, Foxfire has. Uh, vaguely. I have, like, a bag that I can reach into once per day. Yeah. And I roll a D100 and I get a potion. Yeah, uh, the one... Oh. Yeah, the one thing that you pulled out of it so far is the Spellweaver brew. Is it Bellweaver or Spellweaver? Spellweaver. Ooh, that might be... Yeah, that's pretty rare. Um, let's see. What you get next is... It looks like... A, it looks like an old rum bottle that's uh, been corked and has like a wax seal on top, but inside it has like this fiery red liquid that kind of like, uh, it, it looks like a amber brown normally, but if you move it around, it like lights up as it splashes against the side of the sides of the uh, potion glass walls is it a fireball a fireball no 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 i was gonna say because it's in a whiskey bottle no it's not it's not that it's not a bottle of uh fireball whiskey no damn it that would 
work great for my aesthetic. It really would, but it's not that. Actually, that's a great idea now that I think about it. I'm going to post that in my D&D inspiration thingy. A wizard that drinks exclusively fireball whiskey? Well, no, a, like a fireball whiskey magic item that when you drink it, you can like blow fireballs with your mouth. That's every alcohol if you're brave enough. <laughs> yeah, but this, you don't even have to use the match or anything. It just is on I think there's something like that. I mean, really like a potions of dragon's fire. That'd be fucking rad. Anyways, uh, that's what you have in your hands. You don't know. You don't know what it is. And um, as you're coming up to these two elves, they are talking about magic in general. Uh, you overhear them talking like, um, oh, but you know, if you're if you've got some sort of innate attunement to magic, it's not that it's not that they're like not as um putting as much effort into it it's just something that their ancestors have put a lot of effort into it so i i do believe that they've earned that sort of magic well i don't think that's really you know a thing because then they're the ones who aren't uh learning magic on their own no 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 they are learning magic they're learning and growing as people you know that's how that's how magic should be it should grow with you it's it's something innate to life no 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 no, no. I, I get that i get that but the problem is that um they they seem to become entitled and believe that the magic is always with them and then they believe that it will uh all they, they will always have it even though most magic it comes from um everything around them the mana of the air of the earth of the seas of the fire Oh well, it's a, it's more of a magic of a bloodline. It's it's a it's a what they call genetics here. It's strange, right? I I I don't know what sort of magic that would be. No, 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 no. I don't believe it actually is part of bloodline. I believe it's more um more has to do with like a chosen destiny of like the ancestors using. Oh, that's such an interesting interpretation of the magic. Oh, that 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 sounds very cool. Cause then the magic. Did you do you have any evidence of this? Cause all I have seen it. They're gonna keep going unless you're gonna stop. Okay. Me. <laughs> okay. I I'm I was just like, uh, what's popping, guys? <laughs> what is, <laughs> what is pop? Oh my God! Look at this. Hey, it's an uh, it's an elf. What? I. Th Hey, you're from what they call Earth here, isn't it? Yes. Hey, how how are you doing? How'd you get off planet? Uh, I got picked up, like, as it was ending. Uh, how are you guys here? Oh, the gate spell, obviously. Oh, of course, of course. Uh, so, do you guys run this shop? Uh, well, he does. I'm, I'm just along for the ride. I, um... I, I am a druid. Uh, nice to meet you. My name is um, Wormwood. I'm Foxfire. Oh, it's very nice to meet you. Very nice to meet you as well. So, along my journeys to get here, I've got a couple things that like I want to like take a look at, and I need to buy something too. So, would you guys like maybe help me? Oh, absolutely! This sounds like a delightful sort of adventure. Oh, you have to tell me all about this, because you don't seem like a very experienced mage, and, uh, 
so you wouldn't know of the gate spell and all these sort of, um, you know, vital things in order to, you know, survive in such a harsh environment as this. And you have to tell me all about this. This is very fascinating. I love this. Come on in, come on in, come on in. He beckons you on in and there is an air of familiarity in here. It seems that the outside is a lot smaller than the inside. Definitely some magic going on with that. Um, is it the TARDIS? It's not the TARDIS. No. No, I've never watched a Doctor Who. <laughs> more likely, place. you know, it's more like the, you know, the spell that you're wanting to cast, honestly. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's actually uh, books along the wall that some of them you that you recognize from, like, your wizarding school. Um, oh, thank God, books. Yeah, there's actually spell books here. Um, there's bunches of magical uh, components everywhere. Anything that you possibly need, but like some of them are in glass cases, the more valuable ones, uh, like dragon's blood and stuff. Um, there's magical artifacts in some of the places too, but most of it's books. And they've set oh. out big old cushions for everyone to sit on. Not, not many aliens are in here. They don't seem to be interested in the magical arts. Cool. Um, so I... Question. Yeah. On the side. So some of my material, and I think we've been kind of ignoring that. Are we just going to keep ignoring that until like we get to like higher up spells that like need, like actually like need a lot of objects? Yes. So okay. material components in D&D... Um, it's very much a DM sort of yeah thing on that, because in um survival sort of campaigns, it's it can be very interesting if the characters are trying to go out searching for like sprigs of mistletoe in order to in order to cast Goodberry in order to survive for the night, and that's like adds a whole other layer of the campaign. But since you guys are in a low everything sort of game and the focus isn't so much on survival it's more story more story i'm not gonna so much as force you guys to go for components as have the components be a plot point so if okay. there's like gonna be a spell that you want to cast and it's something big and changes a lot of things i will have components in there that you're gonna have to look for Okay. I think generally the rule of thumb is a lot of DMs kind of ignore the small stuff unless it's, again, for survival components or if they're just a big stickler for it. But if it has a cost associated with it, which should be stated in the yeah. material components, then that one you'll definitely need. Like if you need like a 50 or 500 GP diamond or mm -hmm. a piece of onyx or something like that. Yeah, like, for the resurrection spell, you need a big fucking diamond. I'm not going to let you do the resurrection spell without a big fucking diamond. Cool. Unless so you're casting it on a barbarian that has the thing that lets you eschew resurrection spell components, but we don't have one of those in our party. Yeah. Cool. So, I mean, I'm just going to get a, crystal, uh, a couple crystal beads for Leo's tiny hut, just to say I have them. Okay. Um, he is going to charge you for that because it is mechanically speaking something. Okay. It's going to be like but five. If, 
five cred. What's one forty one minus five? One thirty six. One thirty six. Okay. How many do I get? Like one. Um, I'm gonna say each each bead is like one credit. <laughs> that seems like that a... means you have four spares. Great. I don't think I'll lose them unless like something happens. Anyways, I need to remember some stuff, and I need to appraise some things. Okay. Yes. I wanna. I have a knocker from I think Strawberry's World. The two items that you got from that world were your no no, no. yeah two items clothes clothes and the immovable None rod touch. ladders. Yeah. I don't know how I got. I know it seems a little weird that like the clothes would be included in that, but I I'm just doing that like. Yeah. No, I I don't remember how I got this knocker. So we'll just say I don't have it. Because the only time I ever gave you guys like a knocking tool would be in Strawberry's World. I'll just. Are you sure we didn't use that for a puzzle? Yeah, sure. I like wanted a orb. Yeah, you wanted orbs. That's that's what it was. You wanted orbs, and the guy was like, "Here's this orb. It allows you to knock on people's door without being nearby." Do I still have that or no? No. I, I kind of want to say why not, but then that would be kind of like, you know what, fuck it, why not? <laughs> why not? You get, you have that weird orb, it's in your pocket this whole time. Wow. Retroactive magic. Okay. So, I put out, like, the potion that I just picked, I just got, and I said, what the fuck is this? What does this do? Oh, um, I, I forgot to introduce myself. My name is Gildy. It is very nice to meet you, Gildy. Very nice to meet you as well. I'm very excited to meet another uh, Earthling, as they're calling us here. Isn't that so cute? I'm so, I'm so enjoying this. Oh, this is great. Let's see, this little potion here. Um, I will need a little bit of credits in order to appraise this this isn't uh, a common potion like how much like five cool all right um he gets out a little bit of dust and he um like draws it in a circle and like puts a little some runes in there and he just puts the entire potion in the center of it and he's looking at the sparks that come off the dust, and he's like, mm, I see, I see. Mm. And he gets, like, a big old crystal orb, and he gets it next to his eye and, like, zooms in and out by, like, moving the orb forward and backwards. Very high-tech. And he's like, ah, oh, yes, yes. And he shines it up to a weird rainbow lights and like sees the light effect as it goes through the potion and he sees oh wow as it like changes color as it splashes against the sides of the potion's wall and he's like very interesting what you have here is an empowering drink seems uh this is one of those potions that only a barbarian should drink Otherwise, um, some strange effects happen if a non-barbarian were to drink this. 
Such as, well, it looks, uh, I've heard of times when people drink this and they'd, like, turn into a sheep and, like, they, 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 they get, like, a really bad stomach ache and, or, or, um, you, it, I, I've seen people get, like, punched in the face by, like, ghosts by this. It, uh, it's, it's a very weird potion. Probably don't drink this. You seem to... You're, you're not a barbarian. Don't drink this. Good to know. Except I could literally be a barbarian. I have the strength for it. Yeah, that's the weird thing, ain't it? <laughs> oh my god. You could totally be a barbarian. If you wanted to. I, I'm probably not going to multi-class this campaign. Because it's literally my first campaign. Yeah. But god, that would be a... Funny combination. Oh, wow, What's look up? at this barbarian coming in and he's going to attack us. Well, all we have to do is step back. Wait, does he have a fireball? Magic missile? <laughs> okay. I got some more stuff if you want. Oh, okay. Uh, cool. Uh, I'd love to appraise all of these. Just, um, I these are cost thing to them. I'm not going to do them for free. I have money. Alright. Let's see them. Okay. I put out the... I put out Kazamazan because I still don't remember what that does. Okay. Um, he takes a look at Kazamazan. Uh, does sort of the same sort of procedure. Oh. This is... um. It's like the Jade Lizard. Yeah, I looked up Jade Lizard. What the fuck is a tasty trade original trading strategy? What the fuck? What? I looked up Jade Lizard and it's like giving me like bare vertical spread just stock option tradings? What is this? No! It wants you to become a day trader, Vivian. No! Day trader, I don't want tasty trade. What the hell is this? Must include D&D. Don't give me this stock option bullshit. Um, okay, the problem is that... I, I remember. Okay, it's one of those... Oh, God. That's it. It's a figurine of wondrous power. It's one of those sort of things. But um, it's actually a reference to uh, one of my friends' campaigns. So it's not actually uh, listed in any of the books or anything um but uh, what it essentially does is it can uh function as a second party member um you have to put like experience points into it and it can cast magic for you um does that work when we don't use experience points yeah that's what i'm trying to figure out right now um, I'm gonna say that the longer that you have it on you and the more that you experience, it sort of just, like, learns with you. And, um, I think, like, once you're, like, at level five, it can start, um, functioning as yourself as, like, a, a as if you were level one. Okay, so I'm at level five. Oh, okay. So we have two Foxfires now. Kind of essentially, but um, I'm going to say that it can only work for like one hour a day. Okay, cool. And cannot talk. Cannot and it's talk. also in the shape and 
size of a lizard. It's green, made of jade. It just like cast spells. Yeah, it can cast spells. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. One last thing. Okay. The orb. Oh, the orb. Yes, you have. Don't you have like many orbs? I just no, have, have two. You have two orbs. For a guy who keeps raving on about orbs, you sure have few of them. Well, you're orb stingy. <laughs> Very orb stingy. Do you want some bowling balls? I have lots of bowling balls. You want bowling balls? No, that's too heavy for my strong wizard arms. <laughs> Your strong wizard arms. Um, Gildy takes that orb and he's like, Oh, 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 geez, I have to be very delicate with this, don't I? Well. Yes, please. Oh, God, I've... Some... I, 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 I know exactly what this is. I don't even need to do all my uh, identifying stuff. Some bastard who uh, I bet in a dare made this, and he thought it would... Um, it would... <laughs> You know that kind of like um, anti-drinking campaign where they're like, oh, you have to experience what it's like to be drunk. And then like all the kids are like, I don't want to be drunk ever. This is like that, except he was stupid. And he was like, I'm just going to make everything disorientating. Basically what happens is if you do anything to the outside of this orb, like onto the orb. It affects everything in a, well, about like a 10, 10 foot radius or so. And as if like that 10 foot radius were the orb. I don't know if my ex explanation is all that good. Uh, just don't break it. That's all. If you shake it, the world shakes. If you roll it, the world rolls. But only in, like, the ten-foot area around the orb. So as it moves around, it'll kind of, you know, affect everything around it. And so if I break it, everything in a ten-foot radius dies? Yeah, centered around the orb, so therefore you two would break. What if I throw it farther than ten feet? I mean... Will it still kill me? No, it would kill everything around it if uh, that toss was a good toss and it breaks it. Um, let's see. It's actually pretty sturdy. Hmm. Okay. There's a lot of things you could do with this, but I'd be very careful with it. In fact, I could probably um, weave up a bag that will protect it from, well, unnecessary harm to anybody around it uh, if... Um, just give me a little bit of cred. How much for that? Uh, ten. Sounds good. And he takes out a bag. Um, you see him take out a gold pen and dip it in some gold ink and write runes all over this bag and draw circles around him and uh, places the orb inside the bag, hinches it up, and... Suddenly he's just like tossing it around like, check it out. Nothing's happening. Isn't that cool? Excellent. Here you go. Gracias. Flesh zone. Oh my god. No. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Now it is Emily's turn. What? Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to chill right. around here. I'm going to read spell books. Yes. Um, he will actually allow you to copy down some spell books. Um, he seems very generous in that and you don't really need to give him too much credits for that. 
Um, he, in fact, in return, he just wants to know about your journey. Cool. Uh, I can do that. In fact, right, I'm going to actually so. roll something. I'm going to actually roll something. Also, how does copying down spells again? Do it I, takes like, time. Learn Basically, yes. it takes time and money, but um, since he's being generous, he's not going to need money. The higher level a spell is, the more uh, time it takes and the, basically the more components, quote unquote, it takes. But it's like pages and stuff. Um, he's basically got every spell you can imagine in the spell books and stuff. I'm actually going to have to pull up some um, custom spells for you um, in case you want those too. But all I'm asking is you've got like six hours or so here before the next story beat so you've got six hours of writing down spells cool so a lot that however you wish cool all right now i need to figure out what abby's doing (gasps) i I, I do want to roll something really quick for all right oh fuck oh god Uh, uh oh so i don't like that no, you're going to like this, actually. Um, so Gildy actually is, like, taking out the books, and he's, like, looking over his shoulder as to you, and he's just kind of like, so tell me about yourself. And he's, like, leaning in the books, and he's, like, trying to look coy and uh, looking up at you with, like, uh, a little bit of extra kind of flutter eye to him. Oh, boy. He gives a little wink, but it's not really sexy at all. He's like, he seems out of practice. He may have rolled. He may have rolled a one on his seduction. (laughs) Uh, well, for starters, I refuse to learn Mage Hand. That's fine. I can use Mage Hand. Check it out. Stop. I hate you. (laughs) Okay. I hate you. At one point, he's just, like, laying on top of the table that you're copying down uh, spells on. He's just like, it's just been so long since I've just seen somebody else. And Wormwood's in the back like, it's literally been five days, Gildy. Five. It's been five days. Yeah. And me and my friends were kind of busy. But, you know. I don't know if you like you could join us. I'd have to check. Be nice to have another wizard around or elf around. Oh, you're so cute. <laughs> oh my god, dude. <laughs> Wormwood's in the back copying down some other spells and he's just rolling his eyes at this whole charade. But okay. We'll get to that next session. Abby, what you doing? Yes. Okay. Um I've been like trying to decide what I wanted to do first because I'm probably I'm gonna split up my time because I did want to look for like an upgrade for my sword or something like that, but I also want to do maybe other things like because I was Flesh thinking zone. about Flesh Zone, huh? <laughs> Flesh Zone? No, no, no! I'm not doing that. It's not in character at all. No. Well, okay. Like I mean, because you mentioned that there was like um, there was like a. I don't know what the Drugs. correct word. No, not drugs. Shut up. Mind altering. 
Shut up. Oh, no, I don't I'm care about your fucking weed, you piece of shit stoner. <laughs> um, you said there was like a repository of like plants and stuff. Um, kinda. Uh, there is a uh, there's a cultural center that's trying to um uh, get together all the old um cultures and stuff and trying to like preserve the cultures of all the planets that have been lost. And there's also science centers. Um, most of them are astronomy based, um, but there are science centers that are probably have some like biology stuff to them too. Trying to preserve like nature and like okay. plants and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I would probably be interested in one of those because you know I have been trying to grow stuff and make a potion all this time. So it would be nice to get some cuttings. You know? Yeah. Alright. So you head over to the science area. Um, you can see, like, big old models of, like, just, like, cool science-y things. Like, models of planets and, like, big old astronomy telescopes and um, spaceships and stuff. These are all, like, models and things. Um uh there's on the side there is a little bit of like a zoo sort of area with like glass containments for various alien wildlife that some of them have been able to capture and preserve and there's also plants in there as well um just plants of all sorts of shapes and sizes like and these aren't these aren't any like uh life that you've ever seen really before a lot of them just kind of seem like mush but they the curators like are like no 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 no. this is this is what it's supposed to look like and um you step inside and it's just glass containers for miles pretty much of um various samples of plants from all over every planet that in the entire galaxies and stuff um all of them, the only thing you can really tell that makes them a plant is that they convert light to food and some sort of liquid substance for structure. There's just plants of all different colors as well that have adapted in different solar environments because the sun, their sun on that planet would produce different amounts of light of different colors and therefore make the plants different colors because they reflect different types of light so they don't have like the same chlorophyll uh there's different structures to them entirely because some of them don't need to grab as much light and some of them are just blobs some of them have like broad leafy sort of structures in order to grab as much light as possible and you notice that there's a lot of convergent evolution with similar traits of um, just being like a bushy structure in order to maximize the amount of light that you get. Because um, like there would be like different plants that are like from different planets entirely. And like they look pretty much the same, even though they have completely different um, evolutionary histories and they're not even from like the same, you know, like common ancestor at all and 
And like the museum curators are all trying to explain this to you. And like you hear the word evolution and you're just like, um, I'm just here for a plant. I just wanted to look at the plants. And there's a bunch of different types of plants out there. It, it, um, Some of them have stuff that you would consider a flower. Some of them um have weird structures that collect other genetic material from other things that you could consider a flower but wouldn't look like a flower it's it's a lot of weird looking shit i see see what i'm mostly interested in well one i'm probably going to ask one of the curators if we're allowed to take cuttings no not at all no 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 we have to preserve these they're precious they're the last of their species we have to protect them but, I mean, I'm not killing the plants by taking the cutting. In fact, I could make more if I take one. This is a very Assuming that delicate I... operation. Some of these plants don't grow back when you cut them. Some of them are weird. They don't? Yeah. Some of them have grown <sighs> up in an environment where they where there's no predators. Some of them have grown up on a planet there there's no animals there yet. Or what we would, you know, consider some sort of creature that eats plants. Well, are there ones that do? I mean, oh yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, there's some plants over here that, like, keep growing out of control. If you want one of those on your ship, a plant that grows out of control. Hint, just no! It. Hint, no! Don't. But what? I mean, she's mostly looking for stuff that has, you know, like, a medicinal application. Oh! Oh, you're just looking for medicine. Oh, you could, could probably just go to the hospital. Oh, really? Okay. I kind of figured that they'd have some sort of weird, like, science gun that shoots you and it heals you somehow or something. But maybe yes. they probably wouldn't have potions. I mean, mm. you can imagine that as a potion. But um, we do we do have little packets of alien wildflowers, if you would like, from the gift shop. Oh, I see. Uh, are they edible? If you're brave enough. Uh, I don't have a lot of space. I think I'll pass. Thanks for the offer, though. Okay, um, and with that, I guess uh, since I can't find what I was looking for here, I will go to the hospital. Okay. Uh, at the hospital, you see all sorts of like weird alien creatures getting checked up, um, getting fixed up, and th- there there seem to be a lot of like robotic creatures in charge around here. Um, one of them kind of like rolls up to you and is like, Hello, can you describe the nature of your uh, injury and or medical issue? Or are uh, you just visiting? Uh, technically just visiting. I I was hoping to acquire some medicinal herbs for growing. Uh, huh, you, you, you seem to be from a, a planet that still uses herbs then. Uh, yes, I was. Are you not part of the Integral Coalition of Universal Protection? I don't know what that is, so I guess not. Well, okay. I don't know how else you would come to this festival if you don't have a advanced technology and you don't aren't part of the coalition. Uh, chance. Just Abby just kind of shrugged. I will have to put this into my databanks. Hmm, interesting. Well, um... I guess so. Would you like for me to tell you about how medicine 
works. I mean, I know how medicine works. You know, you take the plant, you make a tincture, you rub it on what ails you, and it heals. That's all there is to it. The the robot nurse just stares at you a little bit, takes a beat. What? Hun, can I can I sit you down and explain how futuristic scientific medicine works for you? <sighs> Are you going to let me use the medicinal herbs or take a little bit home? Yes. If you do. Yes. Okay, then shoot. She just info dumps on you. She just sits you down on a nice comfy chair. And she explains uh, chemicals and how uh, different concentrations can be good or bad in different situations and putting certain things at certain places uh, can help heal them. But if you use certain chemicals in another location can cause damage, therefore you need to target those drugs into certain areas using different pathways. And, uh, she info dumps, she gives you a bunch of books, she gives you a cool-looking, um, piece of technology with a screen on it that allows you to read other languages. Hmm. Yeah. Um... And she also gets you a small first aid kit, a futuristic first aid kit, full of medical supplies and medicines that are probably going to be a lot better than a little bit of tiny plants. Huh. Well, uh, this has certainly been enlightening, uh, but what do you do when you run out of stuff? You get more. I mean, that's, that's, that's just it. I mean, yes, you can grow some of these plants and uh, extract the chemicals from them, but, um, yeah, nothing lasts forever, so. Oop. Well, I guess I mean, like, where do I get it? If I, if I can't. Oh, uh, know. just order it from Space Amazon. I see. Okay. Um, well, I'll keep that in mind then. Uh, thanks, I think. Yeah, no problem. Uh, don't worry. This is this is uh, pro bono uh, on my part. Um, we're, we here at this hospital are just interested in providing healthcare for all. And you seem to be very interested in the subject, so I, I want to encourage you on this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. It's one of the things that I picked up back on Earth, I guess. I don't know how to describe it. Eh. Oh, Earth. I think, I think I met another alien from Earth. What? Really? What were they like? Big, a little bit green, a little bit brown. Really scarred up. He got in a bit of a scuffle and needed some medical attention. Oh. <sighs> uh, was there anyone else with them, or was it just the one guy by himself? Oh, no, there was another guy with him. Um, a little, little guy. Uh, he seemed to be wearing, like, a... Very itchy outfit. I don't know what's up with that one. <gasps> Where do they go? Um, they said that I they think were... I might know them. You don't. <laughs> Are you saying that this is a DM? Or I'm saying that as DM, you do not know these creatures. Peoples. You don't know these people. Well, Abby certainly does, so. Abby does. Okay. Uh, oh, I heard that they were going to go out drinking. Yeah, that sounds like them. Okay, uh, well, that, that would be in that, um... Oh god, what is that place called? The the Flesh Zone? It's on the fringes of the Flesh Zone. You don't have to go into the center of it, where oh, all the flesh oh is. 
There's we're many. Just, we're just steering clear of the flesh zone completely, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I'm not. I'm going to probably be going there because I want to going... see if it's our old friends. You're going to the fringes of the flesh zone. Anthony and Rothgar. Yeah. That's who. Well, that's who Abby thinks it is. But yeah, uh, she's like, "Wow, thanks for the information. Um, I don't know if I'll ever see you see you again, but thanks for all the the help." You're welcome, and good luck on your medical journey. Uh, thanks. And yeah, Abby takes off for the uh, bars of the flesh zone. The taverns on the outskirts of the flesh zone, where you don't have to see the flesh zone, but it's a part of the flesh zone. The flesh zone fucking came to me. <laughs> it, it absolutely did. <laughs> Good lord. But yeah, uh, listeners, don't get your hopes up. This is a PG-13 stream. <laughs> I, I, I meant for uh, Anthony and Rothkar's wondrous return. Uh, don't get your hopes up. Oh, no, I thought no, you were no. saying don't get your hopes up for us going deep into the flesh zone. No, don't, don't even... That that thought of that sort of thought should never even cross your mind, listeners. That, that's not even gonna vaguely happen <laughs> we're not going to go into the flesh zone <laughs> unless we're forced to unless Akka is like you know what this guy he may have failed his seduction check but you know I like his gumption no <laughs> straight up denial <laughs> Okay. No, I'll just use it to my advantage. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's um, that's going to conclude uh the first day of the festival for you guys. How long is the festival? Six hours? No, 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 no. It's gonna be like a three day festival. Oh, so I just have six hours to write down whatever. Yeah. I can go back tomorrow, right? Probably. I hope Lufos has, like, a lot of trinkets that he doesn't need, but he is like, oh, this is cool. Yes. Oh, I, get this I hope you're chewing. buying a bunch of, like, cat toys for your dragon. Yes. <laughs> and, like, maybe even try to find, like, a little manual on how to train a little dragon, and <laughs> if there's <laughs> not one, he just goes to look for the next closest thing. Cat. How to train your cat. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're definitely accumulating a lot of small little trinkets. Hell yeah. You've got a good horde going. And Chewie is definitely having a good old time playing with them. Hell yeah. It's a festival and nothing bad's gonna happen. Festival and nothing bad's gonna happen. Festival, nothing bad's gonna happen. Fun time for everybody. Fun time for everybody. Anyways, next time on Chronicles of Starlight.